Love Talk Radio. I've run out of answers, I've run out of time, and I'm so confused that I'm losing my mind. It's gonna take a miracle to help me this time. I'm traveling a road that has not one time.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, Mr. Ruben Stutter this morning. And I need an angel, he said. He needs somebody to help him out. And uh, I like this young man. I, I, I really like Ruben Stutter. I think he has some awesome testimonies. And I know God is able to deliver, to set free and make waves and do all we need for him to do. And uh, just so thankful for the third day starting of the 12th year anniversary. Excited, grateful unto God. And today we'll get to finally hear uh, Brother Land's testimony today. Awesome testimony. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And uh, we just thank God that he do things and we can tell others what he has done for us. Yeah. We, we should talk of his wondrous works and make known his deeds among the people. Yeah, tell somebody what God has done in your life, because what it will do for them many times, you may not even know it, but many times it will bless people. Yeah, I, I've been in places and stores even, and God will begin to move in the store. Yeah, I know Brother Lewis probably remember this one. I was coming out of Walmart. I was at the register first, and uh, I looked over to the left. There was these two ladies, and they were sitting outside of the nail shop. And they were sitting there talking, and they were getting on another friend uh, to finish up, you know, getting her feet done. And so as I was coming from the register, and I saw them, the Lord spoke to them and said, tell that one. And when he told me the first one, I, I said, how y'all doing? And they said, we good, we good. And so I said, ma'am, uh, the Lord told me to tell you just like that. And I went on to tell her what he said. She stood up. She stood up. And was kind of jumping up and down a little bit, and then she grabbed me and hugged me, and uh, she said, "Oh, thank you so much." And then the other one, she was looking like, "Well, do he have anything for me?" So I told her what he told me to tell her, and they was rejoicing in the Lord. And so I told them to have a nice day, and I came on out Walmart, and I went on my merry way. Yeah, all in the Dollar Tree, all in the Family Dollar Store. Yeah. I, I can remember telling uh, that faithful few, I can remember telling them, yeah, if I go to Walmart, it's my church. I pass the Walmart family dollar, Dollar Tree, any dollar store, <laughs> any cheap stores, I pass the over there. And so I uh, know that God is faithful to us. And I was in a, a, a Walmart, oh, this was many years ago, and um I got was over there by the bell pepper and the, you know, celery and stuff like that. And so this lady came and she spoke and, she, you know, she was saying that how expensive bell peppers had gotten. And so I told her, I said, you know what? I said, I don't care how expensive they get. They can be $25 a piece. I have a man that provides for me as many bell peppers as I need. She was like, ooh, yeah. You know, in other words, that must be nice. He must be rich. And I get on down past that, past the carrots, you know, on down there. Now I'm over by the pork section. Yeah, and then I open up the church service right there. <laughs> the praise service begins right there. Then I move on down by the cold cuts, you know, by the bologna and the, 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 the chopped ham and this kind of stuff. Oscar Mayer bologna and thing. Hey, I go on and bring a sermon right there. Move on down by the butter and the egg and the cheese. 
Oh, yeah, testifying and everything. Yeah, by the time I get on down by the yogurt and the milk and everything, hey, it's time for the last song of church. By the time I get to the register, the benediction been gave. So it's time to leave. Yeah. And so I, I, I used to often do that in different stores. And I uh, had a fourth Sunday fellowship going over at my church, a uh, different church, every fourth Sunday. And so I got to meet a lot of people, you know, in the Jacksonville area, pastors. And uh, I've forgotten his brother name, but he was a celebrity and he come. And I was emceeing uh, the, uh, I was over the um, fourth Sunday fellowship. House so packed out, it wasn't even standing room. Yeah. And uh, I was a business partner with my friend Kim at the time, and we was opening a tax service. And uh, before I left home that Sunday for this particular fellowship service, I prayed. I had prayed that Saturday, and then that Sunday I prayed again, Lord, I want $1,000 to plant a seed at the church. And this particular Sunday, Pastor Lassiter, he, he passed away now. He was a guest speaker, and uh, before I left home, I was just excited and happy because I knew God was going to move. I just didn't know how, and uh, Shante and I, we went on and uh, got things open up and everything, and uh, she come to me before the speaker got up, Pastor Lasseter, Kim come to me, and she said, uh, I feel like we should give a $1,000. I said, yeah, me too. I said, but do we have a thousand dollars? She said, yeah, we got a thousand. I said, well, let's give it. She said, okay, I'm going to the bank. Went to the bank, got the thousand dollars, brought it back, gave it to me, and she left the service. And uh, see, on uh, this particular Sunday, she had some black and white shoes on because she wore black and white. That's like, oh, them are the baddest shoes. I said, girl, them shoes is bad. <laughs> She said, woman, I'm giving you the money to give to the church. I got to go. So she left. So after everything was basically uh, said and done, well, this would happen. She didn't get back until after Pastor Lassiter got through speaking. And I held up the service. I had another, you know, group to come up and sing and then another soloist to come until she got back. And then when I saw her come in the door, I went. She had me the envelope. That's what I told her about the shoes. So I'm still in the pulpit. I'm still in charge. I'm still at the roster in the pulpit. Once I got the money, I walked back up there. And so the Lord spoke to me and said, give the guest speaker 500 and give the church 500. And that's what I did. And um, I gave it to the first lady at the time. Pastor Jackie Doe, Bishop uh, Cardo's, he became the bishop and his wife became the pastor. And so I gave that money to them and I went on. One Sunday I went over there, it wasn't Fourth Sunday Fellowship, I went to church and Pastor Doe had me to be the speaker of the hour. And I was like, now you know what? I was not expecting this today. And uh, back in the day, uh, older church people used to tell the different ministers, be, always be ready. You have to always be ready to give a word from the Lord. 
And that's Sunday that come back to me, be you ready. And so I um, got up and, you know, taught on love. And and, and during that period of time, it looked like everywhere that I went, God was using me to speak on love. I remember the administrator told me one time, she said, hey, we kind of had enough of the love sermons. When she told me that, it kind of jolted me a little bit. It's like I shook a little bit. Because, look, you, you can't tell God what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and where to do it at. Don't do that. Because if you just faithfully allow God to have his way in your life, he's going to change the whole thing. And it's going to work out much better than what you was talking about. Yeah, sometimes I, I, I give the specific prayers, and then I think to myself, hold up, now, don't, don't tell God, let him, let him do it for you. Let, let him do what it is he needs to do in your life because he supply need according to his riches and glory by his son, Christ Jesus. So if I'm telling the Lord I need $5,000, he's going to give me 500000 but I'm talking about 5000 well, he give me the 5000 Yeah. And the other 400000 six. <laughs> You missing a four. You missing that. You could have had it all. To tell God what to do. We don't want to do that. We want to accept what God allows. Another thing we want to do is we want to ask Him for what we need and what we want. Ask Him to bless it. Ask Him to multiply it. But just don't tell Him how to do it, what to do. You know. Some people they they bold like that, but I try to stay humble before the Lord. He's almighty God who have all power. There's no higher power today. And so we're thankful unto him this morning. Hallelujah. That he know what we need. He knows what we need. Ah, yeah. And I'm grateful that he knows because he's a supplier. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for another day. Another Wednesday. Hallelujah. Some people call it hump day. They say we're in the middle of the week. But, Father, we thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for being closed in our right minds. We thank you for the use and activity of our limbs, our life, our health, and our strength. We thank you that you brought us up into this present time. Because, Father, so much is going on. So much has gone on. But you yet saw fit to bless us. You yet thought it wasn't robbery to take care of your people. You're yet alive, hallelujah. With all power, there's no higher power. We bow down in humbleness before you this morning. And we give you glory. We give you honor. Father, we give you praise. This morning, we come to worship you in spirit and in truth. We come today to lift up the name of Jesus. Father, you said if you be lifted up, you would draw all men unto you. And I believe I got some people here with me this morning that want to lift you up, hallelujah, higher and higher, that you will draw, hallelujah, because man can't come to you except you draw them. Some you've drawn and God, they just got bored, they got sidetracked, and they left without even knowing they left you. But Lord, we know that you're able to draw them back because you're married to the backslider. 
And Father, I don't believe you believe in divorce. Hallelujah. Especially those you've married. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We come this morning, Father, asking that you would bless every caller and every listener. Bless every household represented here today. Every family member, near and far. Move by your spirit this morning for your people like never before. Give us a refreshing of you and strengthen us as your refreshing is taking place. Not only upon us, but in us as well. We need you today, Father. We can't make it without you. Oh, we can make it without food. We can make it without money. Oh, when the need is so severe. But, Father, we can't make it without you. For without you, we can do nothing. Bless this morning. Uncommonly bless your people. Send uncommon miracles for us today. In the name of Jesus, fix our hearts, regulate our minds in you. Lord, help us to remember you all day long. But, Father, if we keep our mind on you, it's you that keeps us in perfect peace. Oh, we thank you today. Help us to remember your word. Father, your word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. It shows us which way to go and which way not to go. Do it for us. We're calling upon you. We know no other God to call upon who have all power. Help us today. Help us today to be your people. Help us to do what's pleasing and acceptable unto you, almighty God. Help us to forget about ourselves and concentrate on you. Help us to worship you today, again, in spirit and in truth. Oh, we're thankful unto you this morning. We love you today. We're grateful unto you. We appreciate you. Father, if we had 10,000 tongues and we began to praise you with everyone, it just wouldn't be enough. For you're more than, more than we need. Hallelujah. Help us to see this today. Help us to seek your face and turn from our wicked ways. Help us to humble ourselves and pray. Help us to communicate with you and fellowship, God. Keep a line of open communication with you. Help us to talk to you more. Or in the name of Jesus, we're asking you to do it for us. Again, Father, without you, we can't do it. Put heaven on our mind. Put the Holy Ghost on our mind. Put your son Jesus on our mind. Put your word on our mind all day, God. That we'll stay in fellowship with you. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Father, bless those that are sick here this morning, those that are not feeling well, aches and pains, and been diagnosed with all kinds of sickness and illness and disease. But Father, you heal all manner of sickness and disease. There's nothing too hard for you to do in the healing department. Send your healing power upon us all that God will keep love and a sound mind in the name of Jesus. Help us to activate your power in us. That, God, we can speak those things that are not as though they were. And whatever we speak is coming to pass. So, Lord, even help us to be careful what we speak upon others. In the name of Jesus. What we speak in our own life. Help us, Lord, not to speak negativity, but speak positively. In the name of Jesus. Thank you this morning. Father, we come today asking that you would bless this segment of Jesus in the morning. Twelve years, God. The third day of the celebration. Move here today like never before. 
And Father, wherever Brother Lance may be this morning, God, we ask that you would bless this man, strengthen him, God, and draw him ever so close to you. Bless his daughter. Bless his family, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you this morning that you're able to reach where we can. Hallelujah. Prayer can reach anywhere, and we thank you for it. All glory to his majesty. Father, we ask that you would bless the brethren that's incarcerated, those that are trying to draw ever so close to you. And Lord, we got one coming home soon, within a few weeks, and we ask in the name of Jesus that you would cover him in your blood and that, God, you would fix his heart and regulate his mind and that, God, he would come out a great witness unto you. Do it for your glory in the name of Jesus. Or oh, thank you, Lord. Father, we ask that you would bless those that are in every branch of the military. Bless widows and bereaved families and intercessory prayer people everywhere. Preachers, preaching in the name of Jesus and obedience unto you and love for your people. Thank you today, Father. Hallelujah. We thank you that we can come boldly before the throne of grace and make our petitions known unto you. Thank you, Lord. Father, we ask that you would bless Israel and prosper Jerusalem. Bless our brothers and sisters overseas everywhere. And Father, especially those that's got to hide to pray, got to hide to share your word, got to hide to mention your name. Help this morning, oh God. Lose your protecting angels to stand watch, to shield and protect them, keep them from all hurt, harm, or danger. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. And Father, bless these United States of America and the leadership. Have mercy this morning, O oh God. And Father, we ask that you would forgive us all for all our sins and wrongdoings, wrong thoughts, wrong speakers, and wrong feelings. And Father, though our sins be as scarlet this morning, we ask that you would wash us as white as snow. Cleanse us all today from all unrighteousness as Americans in the name of Jesus. But Father, you have blessed this country and you have blessed us so until, Father, many of us lost our minds and we're chasing and whoring after other gods. But Father, bring us back to you wholeheartedly on our knees in repentance and a mind to walk up right before you daily in the name of Jesus. We thank you this morning. But Father, with you, all things are possible. With man, it's impossible. But God, there's nothing that you can't do. The earth is yours again this morning. Hallelujah. The fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Father, your word says we have not because we ask not. And we don't want to ask amiss for things that that's against you or things that you don't do. But God, we want to ask for that which you can do. Hallelujah. And it's your pleasure to do it for your people. You made us for your pleasure. Hallelujah. And we want to please you because you thought so much of man. You love man. You so loved us. You sent your only begotten son to suffer, to hang, to bleed, to die, to conquer all and rise with all power. Oh, we thank you this morning. Can't say thank you enough. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to his majesty. Oh, we thank you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to one more song of the morning. And uh, when we come back, we are coming back with Brother Lance and uh, whatever scripture he gives us for today. 
we're going to use that scripture for the scripture of our day today. And uh, later on, if we have time, we'll place some more testimony. But uh, we're going to have one testimony to come forth. I know Sister Jerry uh, want to give one, so I'm going to bring her in this morning and do her testimony. And uh, if we have time, we'll hear some more excellent testimonies of the things that God has done for his people. Yeah, he's still in the blessed business. Yeah. He's a God that still works miracles, uncommon miracles, uncommon blessings. Yeah, some things, you know, we used to have it. You know, we, we used to go on the word. We used to make it a paycheck. Those are blessings. But sometimes God do things that we, we, we never had before. That's uncommon. You don't get that every day. Uh, you breathe in this <laughs> right now. He blesses from birth to now to breathe every day. Those are great blessings. But again, sometimes he give us uncommon blessings, things we're not accustomed to. Hallelujah. I'm grateful unto him this morning. I appreciate him and I love him because it was him that first loved me. Without his love, I wouldn't know what love is. So I'm thankful this morning unto him. So listen, let's go to the next request of the morning. And when we come back, we're coming back with Brother Lance's testimony. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, did she get here yet? No, she didn't get here yet. I'm going to play Sister Andrea Stenner and her two sisters, Yvette and Tyrese, and her. I'm going to play those three singing one of my favorite songs. So uh, I want to wait until she get here uh, so that she can hear it. Because she like to critique her stuff, you know. Oh, I didn't sound good. Oh, I didn't go high enough. Yeah, that kind of thing. So... I want to wait until she get in, and uh, we'll play that one. But let's go to the first request of the morning. One day I was a living, deep in sin. 
more than just a radio. This is Jesus in the Morning Radio, spreading the good news of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Russ Taft this morning. And uh, I thank God for that song. He did that a while back, some years back. But I still like the sound just like everybody else maybe who hears. They like it. They like it. Listen, um, you can call in today at 619-639-4609 if you want to call into the show. Again, that's 619-639-4609. And the web address. Uh, you can go over to www.jesusinthemorningradio.com and uh, look on the show page. There's a page there, the second page, home page, then the second page, and you'll be able to uh, tune in there and listen as well. So I wanted to give that out, and I also want to give a shout-out to this today for all of us to remember whatever you're going through today, I don't care what it is. It's only temporary. Trust God. If this too shall pass, you just got to trust God through the process. Keep the faith. Hallelujah. It will be all right today in Jesus' name. So we're going in to take a listen to Brother Lance this morning. And uh, let, let y'all hear this who haven't heard. Don't, don't I got to get on down to him. <laughs>
Thank you. 
This is a testimony to give God the glory, the God of love, the God of Holy Cross, the God of mercy and grace, the God who found me and who knows me from past, present and future. I never knew him. I only knew him as a prophet. By the way, my name is Shoke Ali Sadiq. Uh, I was born into West Yorkshire, Keithley Town, 10 1968. Uh, born into a Sunni Muslim family, uh, grew up as a child, ended up in Pakistan, uh, lived there for a bit and saw things, uh, was sexually abused, came back to England, uh, was again sexually abused, very confused child, who are my parents? and it was the contractors who were staying in the house Pakistan got built and they they built it and I stayed up with them and them days parents were bringing their cousins and family's kids so I came you know I stayed in Pakistan and then my parents came up grabbed me took away from that family I was in a shock who is my real parents so came to England 
again that kind of torture, abuse, or I was a very disturbed kid, very angry kid. And then was introduced to pornography books, pornography uh, grew into more fear, anger, hatred, going to mosque, doing my normal, you know, dues, reading namaz five times, washing myself, you know, uh, doing wuzu, holding Quran, talking to Allah, God talk to me, Allah, why you created me, why am I here, what is the purpose? And my life kind of grew into this circle with talking to Allah, no replies, getting beaten up, going to mosque, getting beaten up, coming home, getting beaten up, angry, frustrated, confused, lusting, lying, pornography, justification, anger, sports, then going back to a uh, mosque and crying out. And all I was ever looking for was something truth. And then I used to kind of rebel towards Allah to say that okay one one condition that Adam and Eve couldn't do and then I'm here with so many rules and laws and rituals I have to do right foot in left foot in this is this and this is that I was broken I was fed up life got on uh, got married kids from one side to other side getting more deeper into the world uh, fraud, scams, schemes, business, sports, steroids, drinking, drugs. Got to worst stage where I used to talk to some friends that, you know, where you hear and you've been bred, or oh, English have done that, Americans have done that, and this is how they are, and this is how you are, and you're holy, and they are non-believers. So a lot of things were battling inside me that, how can I face Allah washing myself every day, going out there, doing my namaz, and then doing this sin? Why can't you just help me just take all this out of me? And uh, You know, what is the truth? I want to go to heaven. And then when you read and study and when you see that, you know, you get 72 virgins and you get to paradise if you kill non-believers. So I used to talk to some friends, you know, why can't we just get that? underground training and just get these things and just go and do this and go straight to heaven and uh, with daily life pressures you know anger confusion fear and dirty challenges got me into where I became depressed very ill very sick uh, had a business cab office uh, had some money and just didn't know what, what was happening in my life and now I'm seeing things so these demonic things that I'm seeing and I'm petrified for almost two years I didn't want to watch myself in mirror so went to this priest went to that priest went to Pakistan and you know got kind of baptized and just got worse and worse and worse and then came to England and moved from London to Yorkshire, got kicked out of family, eight days, or, you know, you're not in the right state. So I was hating family, shouting, swearing. Hardly anybody could put up with me, and I don't blame them. And they've been really good as well, trying to do, do the best as they could. So it just got worse to where I started to try to commit suicides. Oh. I became so overweight. 
went to the doctors, medicine, 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 and he got to the piles where the doctor said, I can never, ever come off tablets. So I was pronounced and told us schizophrenia, paranoia, psychosis, and so many other. Um, the demonics were just trying to just kind of destroy me. I had so much fear in me. I was petrified. And in all that state, uh, I was just so angry. And an Englishman, 10 years ago, came in my life and I was in a seven-seater van with England flags on because I love England flag football. Youngsters asked me, Uncle, why do you support England? And I was kind of broken and I said, listen guys, my dad once told me, son, the plate you eat in, don't crap in. These English people are great people. They've given us mosques, clothes, money, culture, school, we even go out with their women and, and, and then we say that we are halal and they are bad and we're bad. And things were happening inside me and these youngsters, they said, Uncle, you are absolutely right. And this gentleman, as he spoke to me, goes, hey, my name is Steve and I guess you like England. I said, yes, I love England. And as soon as he said, you know, you know my name is Steve, and I, you know, I said to him, did God send you for me? I have no idea how I said that, why I said that, but... Through his friendship, he introduced me to come over, watch football in his house, big screen. Went there, the guy started speaking Urdu, um, welcomed us. After a little friendship, he started telling me about Jesus. And I said, whoa, mate, that's it. Jesus is just a prophet, that's all I know, that's all I want to know, that's, I don't want to go elsewhere. Muhammad and Allah, and that's my religion and that's me. And he kept on like talking to me and praying for me and asked me, I said, yeah, 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 name of Jesus is my prophet, you can pray. I just started praying things that started happening to me. And he was a, a very blessed and powerful, humble man, praying. I started drinking more, started going mosque more, questioning more, asking Allah, where are you? What's happening to my life? What is this guy just praying for me? And I'm feeling all this overwhelming, beautiful feeling, presence. Where are you? Talk to me. So here I am knocking the drugs, tablets mixed, trying to kill myself. And this guy would come sometime, knock the door, and I would look from the window and say to everybody, just say, I'm, I'm not him. You know, I would lie. And then sometime he'd come, I would open the door, because I was missing that love and missing that truth. So he'd tell me, and one day he just opened the Bible and he said, you know, Jesus said, love your enemies. And he just hit me in my heart. It just kind of, what kind of God is this and what kind of love is this? And one day, uh, I was so scared that I never even hardly used to go uh, toilet alone or anywhere alone. Always I had to have somebody with me and scared. Um, one day, I think these guys were praying and I just ended up going to their house. And uh, he had some visitors from Pakistan, uh, late Ashraf Paul and, and Sister Rabina and Steve and his family, they were praying for me. And I just run out. I kind of saw flickering, uh, flickering light and overwhelmed with this love. I run outside to the garden and I fell on my knees and I looked up and I said, God, God, you knew me from the beginning, I don't know. And then wh while I was saying this, these guys are opening the Bible and saying, this is what you're saying from the Bible. And I was just shocked and I just felt such blessed. And my family member came and says, what are you doing? And I was shocked, went home laid on the bed and that's where 
I felt the presence of the Lord talking to me, so beautiful, sweet voice that I've never ever can describe. And then I heard the demonic voice, the older man who was a priest in Pakistan who kind of baptized me, and he's shouting and swearing at me, and I was like petrified, scared. I said, who are you? What do you want from me? And I was so scared. And then the voice of love said, uh, you know, I love you, you're going to get better, Jesus. And I'm with you, I'll never leave you. And I, and I was so confused, so much demonic, so much problems. So this voice kept on talking and blessing me. And I start fearing and then start going into church with my friend, hiding, going to church. And then Muslim guys start coming in like friends and priests. Oh, we heard this and that. And I would say, no, 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 no. And then slowly, slowly I got courage. And I was abandoned, kicked out, left. And then some guys, I loved them and I blessed them. They came with baseball bats to hit me. And I heard an audible voice. Jesus said, shock it. Don't touch him, for I am with you. I just went, Oof. And I took five blows in my head. On the third blow, my eye just went and my ear went. And the two last blows was like the whole body was on fire. And I, I almost like frozen. And was left for dead really. And ended up in hospital. And I woke up and the doctor said, you can never walk. And then they came scraping my feet and, you know, little hammers and checking my system. And they said, we've had nine scans and you're still probably bleeding and we don't know what's going to happen. But you can't walk. And I asked the nurse, I said, I want to go toilet. And she said, uh, here's the part. And I said, no, I, I, I want to go toilet. I want to walk. She goes, you can't. And that's what I wept. I said, Lord Jesus. You spoke to me and I took all this. Where are you now? And in three beautiful, powerful, sweet voice, Jesus said, Shock it, get up and walk. <laughs> and I walked. The doctors and the security guard pushing me back into bed. I said, Whoa, please. <laughs> Guys, I'm standing, I'm walking, I want to go toilet, you're a man. I'll leave the door open, but please, don't, I don't want to do this. I want to go toilet and he looked at me and he, I, I saw his eyes like proper aggressive Whoa. then he went okay make sure you leave the door open and I did came back the doctor's coming back onto me checking my eyes checking all sorts of stuff and we want more CCT cameras checking you and I said okay so they put me in this machine machines rolling checking they come back and they're scratching their heads this is unbelievable no trace no sign nothing you can go home Glory be to Jesus. Jesus is for real. And then, um, being abandoned, coming back, you know, um, so much brokenness. And now I was in a process of understanding. So going to church, bless the church. I love them. They were in their own religious stuff. So I've come from one religion and entered another pleasing, trying to do hallelujah, praise the Lord, here's the Bible. But bro... <laughs> Can you understand? I can't read. I can't understand. I, can't, I have no idea. But bless them. They did to the, the best that they could. And then I met this young lady, Lima, who is my wife now. She was a young lady from uh, Latvia. And she was my girlfriend. We met and we started sinning. So the enemy took, the enemy took us back into the wilderness. 
So we were kicked out from the church. Now Muslim people are looking, going, uh, he, he was a bad guy, now, now he's even worse. So the Christian people are scared, so we're drinking, jumping on the cars, fighting, the church trying to manipulate this side, why don't you marry this guy, why don't you do this? But I love them. And they were doing the best for Lima and the best for me. But, you know, and we were just headed in sin because I was abandoned from everyone. And I said, right, now I'm, I'm Christian, I was in Islam, all these things happen. Now I'm with Jesus, everything's going to be good. And how dare they left me and, uh, you know, Jesus gave me this woman and I'm going to get, you know, sorted. So all this rebellion, drinking, drugs, pornography, problems, we're fighting every day, please come in, being arrested. And then, you know, the, the, the Muslim side of trouble, arguments and fights, and I'm like angry with everyone. And then all of a sudden, uh, the young lady leaves me, and I'm, I'm left alone. And then things happen in my life where I ended up in hospital, uh, which I'm not going to mention. But in audible voice, Jesus said to me, Tell him I love you. And this guy was dead. And they were going to take his life machine off. God healed him and he came alive. Cancer got healed. HIV positive. Uh, little kid with no organs left. A guy from Braithway. His name is Rob. His child. I said, can I pray for him? Got blessed. This lady was listening and watching. And she said, I want to give you something and you know, pray for me. And she gave this thing for one of my family members. says, go and give. So she came back and I asked her what happened. And she showed me her stomach with all uh, cancer, uh, last stage. Says, can I pray for you? Prayed. She got healed. So my life started going from worse to better now. But I had so much peace where I should be dead, crying, fighting, all sorts of things. But I had peace because the Prince of Peace did something to me and the atmosphere in hospital changed and everywhere I walked, people got blessed, people got healed, uh, gunfights, they came with guns. I was alone standing there, the Lord used me and the guy came and he said, I want to apologize to you. Five of us came here in Keefley to destroy somebody and you stood there and we could not we could not come near you. You had something. And I said, Holy Spirit. And I believe angels of the heavens were with me. God was with me. And these youngsters, somebody were going to die. And it's not happened once but twice in Keefley. And they all know. And I, I love God for doing all these things. So now I'm still staying home, crying, drumming, just going crazy, getting to know. I slipped back into you know, drugs again, pornography, uh, all sorts of drugs, three days and three nights, I'm on drugs. Out comes the devil, now he's bargaining with my soul. I'm petrified, I'm scared. So my unbeliefs were like, is Jesus son of God? Is he prophet? Is he Lord? What is he source? Now he's, he's trying to tell me about the world, world order, one world order. I saw the Antichrist and all sorts of things and he was like playing music and threat me. I thought maybe somebody's hacked my TV, somebody's done, or you know, FBI or something. I, I'm doomed. And I cried out, said, I said, Lord Jesus, help me. And Jesus came. He said, I will never leave you and forsake you. And I saw the chains and shackles snap off me. Three days with the drugs, 
I would have been fried and dead and I was petrified with all sorts of dramas that was happening in my life. Shackles, chains. God showed me how I was before, how the demonics were coming in me. I saw in the spiritual realm and the devil was screaming. I started screaming that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Outside, the next day, I went out and the enemy came at my ear shouting, they hate you, don't go, no, 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 no. A lady was below waist paralyzed and Jesus healed her. So Jesus started doing his things and then after a little while I went to church and I said, oh, you know, they welcomed me but they were scared. So they had to check me if the spirit was right, if I was okay. So bless them. We went upstairs and they asked me, have you forgiven? I said, yes, I love you guys and, you know, I'm with Jesus. They said, oh, we thought you went back to Islam. I said, no. God was dealing with me and he dealt with me and I love you guys. So we started worshipping, praising and overwhelming Holy Spirit came and they knew. And then they invited me to come over Christmas and New Year uh, around five, five, six years ago. And I went there and one of the ladies said, shock it. We love you, but you're in a good state. But Lyme is coming back from Latvia. We don't want all these things happen. I said, no, no, no. I bless her. Nothing to do with anybody. I'm with Jesus. So she came. I didn't go to church. So she came back again. And I went to church and we met. We just spoke. And then one day she found me from Facebook. And we connected. And we asked the Lord, Lord, if it's you, then you will do this. And we got together, we went to church, and church was so beautiful. They blessed us, they honoured us. We got married, and four years ago, we got married, and we got three kids. And here I am, glorifying the name of Jesus, and, and with your brothers and sisters, I've got the biggest family, because I am a child of God, uncorruptible seed, serving God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus.
Hallelujah. 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 That was Sister Andrea Spinner and her two sisters, Yvette and Tyrese. I love the way they sang that song. She complained. Oh, no, she could have sang a little bit louder. We should have did this. I thought it was a perfect song. Yeah. And especially when you can't sing and you hear people saying you think it's a perfect song. Yes. I thought it was beautiful. I could hear the harmonizing um, in there and everything. God bless you, Sister Stella, and I thank you so much for sending that to me. We're moving right along this morning, and we're going to our next testimony. Zachariah, he was a nice person. He was a decent person. He was very smart. He was the only Christian in the whole of the school. And I hated him. And because I thought as a Muslim, I must be better than him. But he was better than I. We start to beat him every single day that we come to school. And we agreed on that night, we need to kill him. It was dark. It was uh, cold. And we went ahead of him. And we were five of us. We climbed a tree and we waited there. And from far away, we saw that a torch coming and the light became bigger and bigger as it approaches us and the minute that he just went under the tree we jumped at him he was crying he was screaming he was shouting we broke his arm we broke his legs he started to bleed and because he started to scream and begging for help i put my hand in his mouth so that no noise will come out of him. Similar when you are slaughtering a sheep, you know, it's just shivering and the others were, were beating him. I felt very proud. You were actually doing something for, for Allah. You know, you want to please him. And suddenly, he could no longer breathe and we could not hear his voice. We left him in the wood between life and death. We went back, you wash yourself, and you pray. And Zechariah never came back. I've never seen him again. I was born and raised up in a very, very fanatic Muslim family. When I was a child, my father brought me to a Quran school. I was only eight years old, and my father just dropped me there. They shaved my head. We sat in a circle. The sheikh sat in the middle of the circle, and he has a very long whip. I was forced to memorize the Quran. Every mistake that you do, this whip will just come right in the middle of your head. You're not allowed to cry. Because in our culture, they tell you, men never cry. I was crying every single night. And they told me, you belong to the Islamic Ummah. And that's why you fight for it. You stay loyal to it. I started to hate people. To hate everybody who's not a Muslim. And I especially used to hate the Jews. So I was preparing myself to go and fight for Allah in the jihad but every night I went to bed and when we put the light off I did not know 
what will happen with me if I die. My cousin was severely sick. And the doctors, they said he's going to die. They gave him only a couple of days. And one day came two people. They were Coptic Christians. And one of them wanted to greet me. And then I saw he had a cross. And then I pulled my hand back. I said, well, I'm not going to touch a hand with a cross. And then he said to me, we hear that this child is sick. We would like to pray for him. And only out of politeness, I told them, okay. And they started to speak to God like a person that he speaks to his friend. They said, God, please heal this child. The minute that they said, Amen, this child opened his eyes for the first time in four weeks. He started to move his hands. He started to speak. He sat down in his bed and he started to walk. And one of those two persons who prayed sat down with me and he said to me, you know what? The real miracle is that God wants to change your heart. Do you believe that Yeshua is alive? And I told him, yeah. Because according to the Islamic tradition, God took him to heaven and he's alive and he will come back one day. And he said to me, because he's alive, you can speak to him. That changed my entire life. And when I started to read the scripture, nobody needed to convince me to love the Jewish people. The only way for Muslims to start to love the Jews is when they meet Yeshua. I loved my family. I loved my father. I loved my mother and I loved my community. And when I decided to follow Yeshua, my grandfather and my father said to me, you are no longer one of us. They made a funeral. They invited friends and family. They brought a coffin to the cemetery and they said, our son is dead. To be declared dead with no family. I said to God, where are you? I hear this voice. And this voice told me, you know that the grave where your name is written, you know that grave is empty. And guess what? My grave is also empty. I went to Egypt for the first time after many years, and I was in a pastoral conference. And one of the Sudanese pastors came to me, it's an elderly man, gray hair, started to speak to me and he asked me, where did you come from? I told him my story. He started to cry. And then I asked him, why are you crying? And he said to me, do you remember me? My name is Zachariah. And suddenly, I remembered him. The last time I saw him, it was in that dark night. I could hear suddenly the way that he was screaming, even though that was 25 years. Suddenly I started to see his broken arm and broken legs. I started to see the scars which I caused him. I started to be full of shame. I was a bad person, yeah. I was terrible. 
So Zachariah looked me straight into the eye again and he said to me, Answer, because you hated me so much. I was always praying for you. He opened his Bible and the minute he opened his Bible, I saw that my name was written in the first page. I hated him. He prayed for me. On that day, God confronted me. He said to me, even before you start to think about me, I was thinking about you. To love those who hate you, you need someone whose name is Yeshua. testimony. Yeah, some religions believe like that. They kill you for their God. Uh-uh. I can't see that. I found the love of God. Hallelujah. A crowd started together. The men were chanting in Arabic. Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar. And my father and I, as I was holding his hand, were pushed to the front of this crowd. In the center of this crowd was the Arabic woman dressed just like this, and she was tied up and she was sitting on a box. Next to her was the Arabic man, and he did a traditional Islamic prayer on the floor. And he got up from the floor, and from his side, he pulled out this very long golden sword, and he beheaded the woman. My legs are shaking, and my heart is going fast. And my father said, if you don't listen to the teachings we're instilling in your life, this will happen to you one day. I was born and raised in a small country by the name of Kuwait, a community of 98% Muslim population. Two of my uncles are imams and one is president of a mosque, where I would hear the call to prayer five times a day. As a Muslim, the word Yahudi, which means Jew, was instilled in me as a bad word, as a cuss word. Yahudis should not exist. They should be killed. And I never thought to question, why would I hate them? I never met Jewish people in my life. They never did anything to harm my family. I just hated them. Just the word brought hatred in my heart. It's very important to learn the Quran and the Hadith and even memorize it in Arabic. I even entered a competition where you recite a long chapter in front of Islamic leaders and teachers. And I came second place. I said I did a good job. And my father said, no, that's not good enough. Most of my life for me, it was alone by myself, broken person, in need of love for my family, but I never received it from them. I tried to experience this love from Creator God, from Allah. In my prayer times, I lifted up my hands and I cried out to Allah for help. Please help my father stop beating my mother. Please help my father stop beating me. 
but no help came. God is not a personable God to Muslims. God doesn't say, I love you. Saddam Hussein forces came in the middle of the night and invaded the small country of Kuwait. And then they came to my city and they destroyed property and they looted people's homes and they stole possessions and they killed the men and they raped the women. Then we were granted asylum status to stay in the U.S. My grandmother suddenly got very sick. She had a heart attack and she went to the hospital. And two days later, she passed away. I was devastated because I lost my best friend. And this lady approached me and asked me if I was okay. And I said, no, Paula, my grandmother died. And I just started to cry again. At that moment, I was hurting so much. Only crying helped. And Paula came to me and put her arms around me. And she gave me a hug. And then she asked me a question. Would you like to go to church with me? When I walked into this church, I experienced love from these people and acceptance from these people like I've never before. Fellowshipping together, they were men and women together. They didn't have to be separate. No one was judging each other. And they knew I was Muslim. They were so friendly to me themselves, accepting of me and loving of me. And that was really surprising to me. And for the first time in my life, I heard a message from the Bible. I started reading the message about Yeshua. When he walked into the synagogue, he was given a scroll from Prophet Isaiah, and he opened the scroll, and he started reading that scripture. That the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken heart, and to proclaim liberty to the captive, and freedom of sight to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. First time I heard these words of freedom and healing and liberty. I'm desperate to be freed from bondage. I was held captive in Islam and I wanted to be freed from that. I was blinded with so much hatred in my heart. The darkness broke from my eyes. The veil came off my heart. I knew the decision I was making to leave Islam is a big decision. By Sharia law, Islamic law, it is death penalty. But I'm desperate to know a living God. In that day, I gave my life to becoming a follower of Jesus. This is the God of Israel, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the nation of Israel is God's heartbeat. And I said, God, forgive me. I did not know I hated your people. I love the Jewish people because it's their God, their Messiah, that I'm following. And he told me to love them. I never knew what happened to the six million Jews that died. I never heard that in Kuwait in history. Now that I met Holocaust survivors, I know their story. And I shared my story with them. Your God, your Messiah, changed my heart, giving his life for me so I can have life everlasting. He rescued me. He saved me. He came and brought joy in my life again. And I'm a blessed woman. And I start crying, and they start crying. And we are able to relate to each other, and they embrace me, and they love me, and they experience some healing, I believe, when they hear my story. It is a privilege to have that in my life. I am one for Israel.
My oldest son, he's 17, and this is David, my uh, 15-year-old. Amazingly, adoption was not on my radar. And I say amazingly because I'm living in the nation of Mongolia. We started an orphanage. We have 30 little babies in our orphanage, and I'm not thinking about it. And so I just love God because he's thinking about it. He cared about every one of those babies. He knew them. And so 
I was about to return to the States. I had something I was going to do. I'm the doctor of this orphanage. Some of them are sick. I'm just feeling so much emotion about leaving, but I did find someone to cover for me during that time. And the night before I left the orphanage, I'm praying with our orphanage director. And in the middle of the prayer, I begin to weep. Now, you might say, well, that's just you. No, that is not me. It was a very unusual time. But there was like a deep weep. And I knew it was in the middle of the prayer. I didn't know what it was about. I love that, you know. God was praying through me. And the next day, I get on the airplane. I can see myself right now. I'm walking down the aisle of the plane to get to my seat. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord. It wasn't an audible voice, but it was a real voice in my heart. And I heard God say, you're going to adopt. And I'm like, what? I mean, I am literally in shock because we're facilitating adoptions. I'm watching other people adopt. My friend that I work with, she's adopted two children by now. But this girl? No, I wasn't thinking about it. And God uh, really put it in my heart. And I was only going to be in the States a month. And that was just a supernatural in one month, I did all my paperwork, and I submitted my paperwork for adoption. When I went to the, you have to be fingerprinted. I went to be fingerprinted, and the guy said, how'd you get this appointment? And I said, what do you mean? He said, people don't get this. No one gets their appointment this quickly um, because it said on there how I'd applied and stuff. And so God just, he just, he did it. He was working. At the same time I was doing that, there was a orphan boy um, in our orphanage who was very very sick he was in the hospital he we were told he was dying I had so many people praying for him and he was on a ventilator he had an infection in his lungs Um, it did not look good I didn't know at that time he's my son so I get back to Mongolia I come back early because of him And I had always wanted to name my son Luke. So I had a long time ago a little football that had Luke on it, you know, but I'd kind of given up my dream. I thought I had to be married. There were a lot of things that didn't happen the way I thought. So because they didn't happen the way I thought, that I didn't know God could do what he could do. But he remembered that little football, and he knew that little boy. That little boy recovered, came back to the orphanage, And so I've submitted my papers. I still don't know it's a little boy. I go back to the orphanage, and God begins to show me it's him. It's that little boy that we've been praying for. He's my son. And you can't pick and choose an adoption. So, But anyway, because I worked there, because I was a resident in the nation, I worked with the government, and I adopted that little boy. And his name today is Luke. (laughs) I was 48 years old. I was single, never been married. I was a very, you know, okay, I'm a pediatrician. Okay, Rita, this all fits. No, in my mind, it had never been, it had never been the scenario. I always thought I had to be married, thought there had to be a father. I too believe that that is God's ordained. I mean, that's wonderful when it happens. But for Luke, he chose me. God wanted me to be Luke's mom. And uh, that's still a miracle in my heart. So God's just still working. And 
you know, we're getting our babies are being adopted over the next couple years. And at the age of 52, I'm in my quiet time one day. I'm happy to have one little kid. That's fine. It's all joyful. God speaks a name in my heart. I'm like, you're not doing this, are you, God? His name was David. What I didn't know, and that's a whole other story, but someone was praying for this little boy, asking God in a time of fasting who his mother was. Well, I didn't know that for almost a year later. It was me. And here I am at 52, adopting my second little boy, um, just in another supernatural way. And I, you know, we had an orphanage. It was Christian. It's good. But you know what? The highest value for a person, a little child, is a family. I mean, we tried not to be institutionalized, but that orphanage was, it just didn't meet some of those needs. And we would cry out for those kids to go back to family, to find their forever, forever family. And uh, I got to be someone's forever family. And, you know, so people always say, oh, those boys, they hit the jackpot. You know, and I always say, really? No, I, I'm the one that hit the jackpot. God gave me a family when I, I wasn't a bitter single woman. I wasn't like thinking I had to be pregnant or have a baby to be God's woman. He had, he had transformed me to be his woman, but he gave me that family and that's what he wants to do. Yeah, he wanted to do it for Rita, but he wanted to do it for Luke and David he was moving mountains so that they could be part of a family and I think that's what adoption's about he moved every mountain so I could be his girl I could be God's daughter so he will move mountains for kids and he wants them in homes he sets the solitary in families and that is his highest and his best and I'm very grateful to be part of that and we're still trying to get our kids in the orphanages back into families. Hallelujah. What an awesome testimony. I thank God for testimonies today. The words that we are overcome by our testimonies and the blood of the Lamb. So I'm grateful unto that. I'm coming at you right now if you're ready, Sister Jerry. Good morning. Good morning. God bless you. How are you? I am blessed. Good morning, Sister Barbara. And good morning, everyone. Good morning to everyone. I just want to start out saying, God, thank you. Thank you, God, for showing me that where I'm at is just where I'm at for now. You may be in places that look horrible, promise you the end always come out better just stay where you at so I'm going to start out with a prayer from James James Virgin Mark 11 23 I'm a little nervous so I'm sorry I don't know why I'm nervous today Verily I say unto you, that whosoever say unto the mountain, Be thou removed, thou cast it in the sea, 
and I shall not. There you go. And I shall not. I'm looking at my phone want to act crazy now. That's okay. I'm. I'm I... And I shall not doubt. And I shall not doubt in thy heart. Thou shall believe that those things, what he said that comes to pass, shall come to pass. Now, see, I started out in my mother's womb, and which the supplement she gave me, but I was not made of vitamins and milk and all of that. I grew up in a house of alcohol and drugs. Ninety percent of the time I was going back and forth to juvenile because my house they say was unfit, which it was. Then I grew up later in life at four years old without a mother or a father. One died and one had to go to jail. I thank the Lord. That was the age of four. I must say this. God saved my life not one time, not two times, not three times, not four times, not five times. But he saved me six times. And I'm going to take you down the path. At four, God saved me. Teen, God saved me. I was molested and almost killed. God saved me. At 24, God saved me. I met Barbara inside of Walmart, and she said she ministers in there. She said, you're not going on that trip you're getting all fixed up for. You looked at her like, oh, yes, I am. I didn't tell her, oh, I got my ticket and da, da, da. I just said, oh, okay. You know, because I don't talk back. I just say, okay. Okay, we'll never get you in trouble or hurt anybody's feelings. I looked at her and I said, oh, okay. I still shop at Walmart and get me some more pretty little things because I'm going on my trip to Miami to commit adultery. I'm going. And then I said, see you later. It's so good to see you again, girl. She said, Jerry? Yeah, Bob. I'm looking all innocent. She said, mark my word, you're not going on that trip. Okay. Okay. I had not got my hair dyed, fried, and laid to the side. All I could say was, okay. She said, you're looking good, girl. Yeah. I had my other girlfriend sitting outside to take me to the airport. Got out there in the car. I said, girl, I met one of my high school elementary girlfriends. She's in the bandage list now. She she got that together, but she heard wrong about me today. She told me I'm not going on my trip. My girlfriend said, 
Did you tell her you got your ticket? And you all packed to go? Girl, no, you don't talk back to people. You just do your thing. She said, you right, girl. So we drove to the airport. I checked my luggage in. I got on my hooker lane clothes. Yes, I was in the world. I wasn't a hooker, but I was dressed dressed for the occasion of fornication and adultery. I got I had my ticket. All I had to do just walk back and get my plane. I got almost I almost tripped. There was a person there. He said to me, "If you go through those doors, you won't return." I got a little nervous there. Okay, okay. I ran to the bathroom. Miss Scary. I came back out. I looked in the mirror. And then I saw someone standing behind me and they said, do not go on this trip. You won't return. But you know, hard head and determination. I got ready to get on that plane again. And I had to be an angel stood in front of me and said, through those doors, you won't return. So there's the lady standing, come on, come on. I said, did you see that person in front of me? She said, what person? I said, never mind. You know, I might be hard-headed. I might be determined. But you don't have one, two, three, four warnings. I'm going to sit on down. I called my girlfriend back. I said, hey, I'm not going to go on this trip. Girl, you already got your ticket. He don't send you the ticket and everything. I know, and I know you got me all these outfits, got my hair done, but trip don't feel right. And out of nowhere, I saw my elementary friend, and she is who she is, and she said, then she tried to convince me, but she said you wasn't going on the trip. She didn't know you had to take it. She might have said I wasn't going on a trip, and I didn't have a ticket, but she did not want me to go on this trip. If I'd have told her I had my ticket, da 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 I said, I don't think I'm going on this trip. I got to use some common sense. I say, I keep seeing people come up to me. She said, girl, that's your imagination. No, it might be my imagination, and I know this is Christmas and all, but I think I'm going to go home because I'm not feeling this trip. My phone ringing off the hook, Mr. C just calling and calling and where you at? Are you on the are you on the plane yet, baby? No, I changed my mind, I don't wanna come. What? I don't wanna come. Feel right about this trip. Something not right about this trip. You want me to come and get you? No. I think I'ma spend time at home with my family. Are you angry at me? No, no, no. I just I need some time. I'm, I'm I'm going through something right now. Later. I talk to you later. Bye. She came to pick me up. She's arguing at me all the way, taking me home. How crazy can you be? You know that man loved you and da 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 la 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 la. The devil's very convincing. I say love and evil comes in all shapes and sizes. I said, if he loved me so much, 
Why he haven't put a ring on it? I'm free, he free. Why why he haven't put a ring on it? Well, y'all relationship is new again and I said, it ain't so new. I met him in college. We've been talking back and forth all of our lives. I said, but you know what? I, I need to go home and lay down. She said, well, I tell you what, why don't we go out and just have some fun? No. My inner side said, go home, take these clothes off, and go to bed. I got home. My husband's not my husband anymore, but he's in the kitchen just cooking and cooking. I said, I told you I wasn't coming home this weekend. He said, well, I I still hope that you would have came home for Christmas. So I made your favorite chocolate cake, coconut pie, every dessert that you could ever love. I had like six or seven desserts. I said, oh, Whatever. Because now I'm upset that I didn't go on the trip. Don't know why I didn't go on the trip. But then, breaking news. Flight 783 crashes over over Key West. Oh, my God. I stand there and I'm staring at the TV. Robert come out the kitchen. He said, oh, my God. It just exploded. I don't know if any survivors on there. I said, I think I'm gonna need a piece of cake because uh, mm, 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 this is just bad. He said, "Wasn't well, you were supposed to be on that plane?" Yeah, I just I thought it best that I come home. I it wasn't no I. God has protected me. I go round three, round four. I'm in my car, and there is a tractor and trailer that almost kills me and totally lost my car. Get in my car, hit the gas when I'm backing out, and my car spin around, spin around. I felt like I was in that car for hours, but I had sense enough to say, Jesus, save me, and I don't know why my car spin around so much. But I saw from the beginning of birth and all that stuff in between, I saw good and I saw some bad. And I was on the phone with the adulterate person. I slammed that phone down. I said, Jesus, save me. And I'll follow you all the days of my life. And then God said, well, you're going to have to do some things to change some things. Yes, Lord. That's what I said. Yes, Lord. So for the last 14 years, even though Satan tries to encourage me, he thinks he knows my weakness. Mr. Farnicator calls. If I call him, he answers on the second ring. Bam. Hey. I said, you know what? This ain't going to work. What, what, what? He be stuttering, stuttering, because he got his lies going. I said, you know what? You just got your lies going. But he never, ever denies it. He changed the subject. 
I had Sister Barbara in the car with me. I said, now listen to this. The old me would be falling for this craziness. The new me can see through this like a shadow. So I have learned that in the mornings when I get up, before I do anything, get any water, get any food, get anything, tell God, thank you. Just because I was raised in poverty, went through so much in my life, saw what abuse was and never had a father, and didn't my mother didn't raise me, I have learned to trust God. Trust him. My husband is now dead. It seemed like everything around me is falling down. I went out there, and you know what I told the, the, the situation? I said, if I'm going to accept what God allows. Somehow or another, I got water coming in just in one spot in my living room under my sofa. It's not going anywhere like it's draining outside or something. I don't know. But I told God. This is a mountain. Please remove it. You know my funds are low. I come from having over $6,000 a month to only having 2000 So my spending habits is way out of there. And I don't have the money to cover it. And I say, so, Lord, you know, I don't have no money. Now water coming in from somewhere. It's not coming all over my living room floor. It's only behind my sofa that sits up against the window. And I say, oh, maybe my windows are leaking. No. Then I told one of my brothers, and he said, you probably got a pinhole, and maybe one of your pipes is leaking under your house. Oh, my God. Then I told my other brother that's heavily on drugs. I didn't want to tell him anything. But I told him, I said, God said, call your baby brother. Oh, God, he going to want money. He going to want this and that. I called him anyway. I said, hey. He said, hey, sis, I've been thinking about you. I know you're going through it. What's going on? Um, I got water coming in behind the sofa. He said, where's the air conditioner? I said, it's in the hallway. He said, where's the hot water heater up in the attic or in the kitchen? In the kitchen. He said, is the sofa by the window in the front room? That's the one? Yeah, but it's like my car porch is staying wet and the water's running out or something. I don't know. He said, calm down. I tell you what, I got a lot to do tomorrow. I'm like, I know it. I said, but listen, I don't have no money. I'm broke. Don't have a dime into the third when I get that one check. He said, "Baby, calm down. You called the right man. I know people in the street. I don't want anybody in my house." He said, "Calm down. I'm coming. And whatever your problem is, with that, I got great plumbers. I take care of them." And you're going to allow me to take care of this little issue you got, okay? It's going to be all right. He said, can you handle the water one more night? 
child. I was going to call my grandbaby uncle. That, that's going to cost you more money than you can afford. This I owe you. If, if we can't help each other when we in need, I'm like, oh, my God, he going to want money. I don't have no money. Stop worrying about that paper. I got some things to do in the morning, but I'll be there by 5 o'clock tomorrow evening. But before I called any brothers, I called friends, three different friends. I said, can I fire your husband? She said, what you want with him? Wait, I don't want to borrow him like that. I got a hold, I think, somewhere. You saw it coming behind my sofa. Well, he works and does. I'm like, oh, my God. But I remember times I said, my husband over to help y'all move stuff out of one house to another. Charge you not one dime. I sent my husband over to paint your house. Charge you not one dime so you could move out. I sent my son over to clean your carpet so you could get your deposit back. But then, don't think about that. Don't put your mind on those things that were. I just want to tell God, thank you for where I'm at. It's just where I'm at. Because I've seen what he done for others. And he's going to do the same for me. I've seen God work. And where I'm at is not my ending. It's my new beginning. Before you can get to the next level, you got to first be reborn again, learn how to crawl in certain situations, and learn how to walk in God's path. After you get that done, then you can go to your new beginning. So I don't need fornication and adultery. Been there, done that. It's time for me to move on to the goodness of the Lord. Because he said he has prepared a table before me. I can't get to the table until I learn how to walk to get there. I can't get to the table if I haven't been reborn again. So I got to first go through birthing, the stages of a newborn, the stages of who I used to be, not longer going to be anymore. And make it to that table. Oh, yeah. I'm going to fall down along the way. And I'm going to have to look to the hills from which my help coming from. And I'm going to have to ask God, God, is this you? Because you told me my sheep know my voice. And they will not answer to a stranger. So this is the time now I got to stretch my hands to thee. For there's no other help I know. Amen. And, Lord, if you withdraw your hands from me, well, it will I go. I already know if I go backwards, nothing there for me but death. But if I constantly move forward, God's got a plan. I just got to go through the trials to make me strong. So thank you, Sister Barbara, for allowing me to testify. I didn't go through too many details because details wasn't an issue. Everyone needs to understand that. Just because it didn't happen today, God still loves us all. 
And Amen. sometimes that's all we got. Amen. Amen. Oh, Amen. happy anniversary. Happy well, anniversary. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Sister Jerry. All right, Sister Stella, I'm coming at you right now. Good morning. God bless you. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing very well. How are you doing this morning? I am blessed today and thank you. And good morning to all of the listeners. I just um, I had to call to say happy anniversary to Jesus in the morning and to you. And um, and just mention how much of a blessing Jesus in the morning and you have been to me. I was thinking how um, I started listening a little over two years ago. And um, and. And I, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm just excited right now because I was just thinking about how much you have poured into my life just in the last two years. Um, and I know God is using you. I'm giving him the glory. But he, he has to have a willing vessel, you know, to use. And, and I thank God for you being a willing vessel and uh, because you have prophesied over me. You have spoken. Um, into my life, you have prayed for me, you have prayed with me, you have ministered to me, and you have just talked to me. We just, you know, as a just a friend. So, you know, you have a lot of hats. You wear a lot of hats, and I know you can only do that uh, by the grace of God. And you know, you and you make it you make it look easy. And I know it's not easy all the time, but. You know, if God calls it, he would definitely give you whatever you need to, to do it. And I just appreciate um, you, and I had to come on here and, and, and just thank God for you um, and just let you know how much, you know, you really mean to me. And, you know, and I was going to say also, you did all that before even meeting me in person, you know. We only knew each other, you know, by phone. And then last month we got to actually meet in person and that that was I, I was really excited about that that was awesome and I'm just honored to be a part of um a part of Jesus in the morning and you know to just be to have you as a friend and all of the other hats that you wear <laughs> and you know and I have grown I know in the last two years <laughs> I know I have you actually gave me my first um opportunity to speak on the anniversary, the 10-year anniversary, just two years ago, and that was my first time actually really, you know, speaking. And so that was a stepping stone out of my comfort zone, you know, to help prepare me for what God has for me. And so I even appreciate that. And, um, you know, and I'm just just grateful. Amen. I thank God for you, Sister Stenna, and I thank God for all of our talks and uh, I can remember one day we was talking about your husband, and God was speaking about a pastor, and the spirit, he came on both of us at the same time. She said, ooh, did you see her that? Yes, ma'am, I did. Yes, ma'am. When, when it happens like that, that means it's true. That means it's yeah. being spoken. It's true. I yeah. was ready to jump out that car and run around it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And you know, it's times like this when I wish the senior bishop, Darcy Woods, could be here to hear this. 
And uh, but God have a purpose and a plan, and He knew the date when He would call him home and everything. But I think back to that when you said run around the car, because uh, Sister Spinner, we would be driving down 65. We could be driving through town. It's a convoy of us. A lot of cars. We following the bishop. He's going to preach somewhere, and a lot of times it's out of town. Sometimes you know we maybe just going out to eat, and. The, he in the first car, and the car stops, and the doors come open, all four doors, whoever riding with him, and they just get out and go to shouting right there in the middle of the street. The <laughs> car behind them do the same thing, the car behind some people running around the car. We don't know what's being said, but we know God is moving in that first car. So we believe in praising him for the blessings of others. And uh, that reminded me of that when you said that. But I know this God is faithful to us, and he will put people in our lives for special purposes. And if we can just hang on, now I'm going to take that back, and we can just hold on, hallelujah, everything will be all right. Yeah, it's going to be all right. We just have to have the patience to wait on him. Because I, I know me, when I was in school, Sister Spinner, I wanted that thing to be over with next week. I, I started this week, and I wanted to graduate mm-hmm. next week. No, ma'am. I had to go through the whole program here. And when I'm, every month, I'm looking back. And when I knew anything, I looked back, and the degree was in the mail. I say, look at this. Yeah, came in a beautiful uh, folder. Oh, oh it was just, it's just gorgeous. They picked a right, like a dark brown, and trimmed it up in gold and everything. Yeah, I was able to graduate early. Yeah, I wasn't supposed to graduate until the following April, but they let me graduate a, a year early. Walked across the stage, gave me my papers, and I got my papers in April. I want to say April 29th of 2010, and uh. By May the second, I was back in class. I <laughs> had to finish up the classes, but I prayed for this, and God gave me favor so that I could get that. And the next year, I'm not going to nobody graduation. I was coming home from the graduation, and uh, people was blowing the horn at me and everything. I'm like, "What is going on? How they knew?" Shutter said, "Mommy, you got the robe on." Let <laughs> me take my robe. I mean, people on the corner was waving, congratulations. And I'm thinking, did they go to the graduation? They must have put it in the paper. That kid was tracking all my mom. He got the robe on. <laughs> so I had to take my robe off. But I thank God for you. I thank God for Minister Shonda and uh, her introducing us. And uh, I know when God sends people, they're going to stay. Now, everybody may not be able to come every day, but if he sent you here, you will stay. Yeah, because you're going to hear something that bless you. If he did not send you, you can't stay. If you came on your own, somebody just invited you, so, well, okay, I'm going to go over there and listen. But you won't come back. Uh-uh. And if you do come back, you won't stay. I've learned that over the 12 years, I've learned some things. Yeah. I remember the trolls used to come through, and it's this one, he used to come through all just talking all kind of crazy. 
And I love laughing. I love laughing. And uh, but at the time, I didn't know he was a troll. So he come on there talking like he really wanted to be in the God and, you know, like he wanted to be a part of Jesus in the morning and he was learning some stuff and just break out with something crazy. If you need X, or if you're constipated and need, get X like, I'm like, Brother Lewis said, that's a troll. Wow. <laughs> and I had to apologize because it would tickle me because every now and then he would come through. I think it was last year, earlier this year, one of the two, he come through. And uh, after so long, I, Brother Lewis said, that's a troll. I said, yeah, I can tell, Brother Lewis, what are you talking? Because he come through one morning talking about he wanted to marry a younger girl, a little girl, or some foolishness. And uh, Brother mm-hmm. Lewis and I knew what it was. We knew what it was. But I thank God for each and every one of you, Brother Anthony. Congratulations. I take my hat off to you 12 years. Brother Lewis, congratulations. 12 years. Brother D, congratulations. 12 years. Apostle Frank, people, God bless you. Congratulations, 12 years. Hallelujah. I'm going to check on him again today, make sure, you know, everything is all right. He said he gave his sister my phone number. So if, you know, he gets sick or, you know, going to the hospital, she can call me and I can get prayer going for him. Hallelujah. So we thank God. We thank God for all he has done, what he's doing right now, and uh, what he's going to do. Great. And mighty things. So this morning, Brother Louis, you and Brother Anthony and Brother D and Brother Frank, I want to play this for you this morning. And if I miss any man, any woman, please forgive me. If you've been faithful and I didn't remember to mention your name today, please forgive me. And to those that's faithful in the archive, the podcast, I want to play this one for you today. This is a dedication to you. And I thank God for each of you. Thank God for those that come through the podcast, the archive, you know, and, and, and I thank those who sent me a gift uh, in celebration of my anniversary. And uh, God bless you, Irene. I thank God for you. Thank God for you this morning and uh, your gift and everything. I bless the Lord. Yeah, he's on my side today in spite of me. So I'm going to this one to dedicate it to you this morning. Coast. Faith is the key. 
opened up the doors and bored them. There's room for all among those love the most, yeah. So people get ready. There's a train. Dixon on the saxophone. I believe there are many ways to worship. Amen. We worship with our words. We worship with our instruments. We can worship with our entire bodies. My only prayer is that it's pleasing to the Lord. That's our only prayer. Only prayer that pleases you. There ain't no for the hopeless sinner who hurt all mankind just to save his own. Have pity on those, Lord, whose chances grow thinner. There ain't no hiding place from the kingdom throne, yeah. So people get ready. There's a train. Dude, take your time. 
See what I'm talking about, worship? And right here is my good friend David Watson plays the flute as well as the saxophone. In fact, he considers himself more of a flute player even still than a sax player. At least that's what your old man said. This is your turn, man. Sing on to the Lord a new song. Like when I went up to Sister Marlin, 
Yeah, we cooked up there. Oh, yeah, we had a good time, had a good time. And uh, I just like all that kind of carrying on. Good morning, 209. God bless you this morning. I know that number. I just can't remember it right offhand. But, uh, and I've been trying to get a hold of, uh, I think it's Evangelist now, Evangelist Robin Lynn Maven. And I sent the messages and I haven't uh, been able to get a hold of her because usually when we celebrate uh, the anniversary, she usually come and do something. Yeah, because she's real computer savvy and all of that. But this year, I hadn't been able to get a hold of her. I, I'm assuming she's real, real, real busy. All right, buddy, I see you over there. <laughs> Thank God for you, man. Thank God for you, brother D. Yeah, I'm grateful unto Almighty God that he sent you my way all this long time, D. You hang it in there. Hang it in there. Yes, sir. And that's a good thing. And you know, Sometimes we may not always agree with each other on every little thing. Brother Jermaine came through and he told me that when he first come, when he first talked to me, he said, you know, I don't always agree with everything you say. He said, but I know I'm supposed to contact you and ask you for prayer. He said, that I do know. And I, I thought back to Peter and I believe it was John. They didn't agree. They had to separate. They didn't agree so. They had to separate from each other, but it didn't make nobody against nobody. It didn't make Peter hate John. It didn't make John hate Peter. Yeah, we just don't 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 see eye to eye on everything, and I believe that's just the way it is. You know, we we agree in the spirit. We agree in the spirit on spiritual things, but some things we don't we don't get quite there. And as long as we're not hating each other and I'm not out here bashing you, yeah, you know, D said this and that. Yeah, D did. No, 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 no. Everybody have an opinion. Everybody got a way of thinking. I think different. Some days I tell myself, I said, you know, you're very strange. <laughs> That's what I say to myself. Because I see it, and I see a strange ministry. Yeah. The people that God used me to, to talk with, basically one-on-one, -on -one, a minister to, or, they can get, oh, yeah, that, and she she's strange. In a, in a way, she, uh-uh, it's, it's, but we're peculiar people. We're of a royal priesthood. It's not going to be like everybody else's ministry. Yeah. I know many days God will use me to prophesy, but I'm no war need to buy them. I'm no, uh, what them people is, mediums or whatever they is, the palm readers, that's not me. I was born this way. He did this to me before I entered my mother's womb. He gave me the gift of love. Yeah. I prayed about something I did the other day because I'm telling you that devil made me so mad. I didn't know, oh, I had to keep it under wraps. Yeah, that old man wanted to come up and show out. Because I'm thinking, and I said, Lord, well, that, 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 you showed me that, and I know you told me that. I said, but some of that was me because I got angry. Some of that was me, my flesh, right up in there. I'm saved. Listen to me. God saved me. He was the one who sanctified me. He set me aside unto himself. And it was him that filled me with his spirit. He baptized me in the Holy Ghost. He filled me with the Holy Ghost. Almighty God did it. I couldn't do it for myself. 
you hear me talking, telling, oh my goodness, and you let the devil trick you into coming to me with some nonsense. I, 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 but vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Let the wheat and the chaff grow together in the day of harvest. I do the separate. Mara, I had to pray and pray quickly. You hear me? I'm to my Mara. I had to run there right quick. Had I not ran, the old man would have come up. Yeah. So I had to pray and let go. Tell God about it and be through. All right, so tomorrow I'm coming at you right now. Good morning. God bless you. How are you? Amen. Oh, this has been um, a very good, encouraging, heartfelt, food for my soul message, testimonies today. Hallelujah. Really good. I have enjoyed it. I I enjoyed the singing, the music. Oh, my goodness. Wow, it's like a concert. I am, I'm enjoying myself. Stand positive. Yes, yes. Well, look, positive. I'm, I'm, I wanted to say this too, Sister uh, Mari. Oh, it probably would be around October the 27th, something like that. I'm coming your way. Uh, I figure on the 26th, I would get to go to Brother Frank, October. I get to go to Brother Frank. And, oh, good. Uh, okay. Yeah, and visit with my goddaughter, Amber. God bless you, Brother Louis. Have a blessed day. Amen. And okay. afterwards, then I come on up to Arizona to visit with you. So. Oh, thank uh, you. Yes, indeed. Yes, yes. My friend is paying for it. So uh, today I got, you know, everything for free. So today he said he'll call me back and we'll map everything out. You know, cause I'm going to Birmingham first. To spend some time over there in Birmingham, and I asked my friend over there, Minister Fred Sanders, if he would do a recital or a gospel program. You know, that's where they invite other groups and musicians. He said, Yeah, I can do that for you. I can do that. Then my friend, Minister Johnson, yeah, Ken Johnson, uh, he opened a restaurant there, him and another friend of mine, Brother Paul. And so they invited me over to the restaurant. He said, you know, when you get me, you got three free meals. Now, come on by. So I'm going to see them and some of the old saints uh, from the old church. Yeah, Wings of Cathedral of Greater Faith Church. So I'll be visiting with them. So I'm, I'm back on it, y'all. Sister Miran, I'm back on it, trying to get some pounds off now. I got to get them off for real this time. Because I can't travel with all this weight. So. Even today, I said no food. Just let that food thing go. Drink some water. You'll be all right. And uh, keep keep it moving, Bible. Keep it moving. Yeah, Brother Louis, I gotta tell him bye, y'all. Yeah. So look, uh, I wanted to put that out there. If anybody wanna go to Birmingham, you wanna go to Vegas with me, uh, feel free. Feel free to uh, let me know. Yeah. Feel free to let me know. You can come to the show and ask them. Well, what what I need to do to go? Because we can get one of those vacation homes if you like to, and everybody pay their portion, and we just do it that way. Yeah. So yeah. I just wanted you to know that, Sister Mara, and we'll be in touch. You got my number now. Don't yeah, I can't wait. Woo! <laughs> Eva, Barbara, May, hey. Yvonne's in the queue. Is that that 209? I'll pick yeah, right her right now, Mara. I'll pick get her okay. right now. 
Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Good morning. Hey, I'm on here this morning to share my testimony and Sally Sun speaking to Mari. Mari is part of my testimony. Me and Mari have oh. been friends since we was uh teenagers and um two years ago um <clears throat> I was going through uh a you know, bad bad situation in my life. Sometimes family can do you worse than a stranger in the street and I was broken and I didn't know where else to go, and I called Marilyn. I was like, Marilyn, I need prayer. I don't go to church no more. I've been church hurt, <clears throat> and Marilyn knows, remembers when we was in church. But every time the door was Amen. open, we was in church. Hallelujah. Prayer on Monday, prayer on Friday, uh, a Bible study at someone's house. We was there every time the church was open, and um, you know, again, church hurt. People, you know, running you out of there, feeling that you're doing too much or whatever. So. I hadn't been in church in a while, but I knew I could pray with Marilyn. I could pray with my family member. And, um, you know, this certain family member, um, you know, did me dirty. And I, I, I was broken. I didn't know what else to do. So Mar- I called Marilyn. I was like, Marilyn, I, you know, I need prayer. I, I don't know if I can make it. And Marilyn was like, you know what, I'm going uh, to, uh, you know, hook you up with Barbara. You know, Barbara was going to pray with you. i never seen Barbara before. I never talked to Barbara before. And I called Barbara, and I, you know, explained to her my situation. And she prayed for me. And she told me the Lord was going to work it out. It was going to be in my favor. And at that time, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. I like just, which is in my hurt, in my hurtness. I just couldn't see anything else. I just, just was just in so much pain. So two years later, the Lord answered prayer, and the Lord said, did exactly what she told me that it was going to do. And um, Amen. I'm telling you, my life. I come on here, I get an encouraging word, I listen to what people have to say, and it brings me back, um, you know, when I'm feeling down or when I just want to praise the Lord and I want to be on the line with some positivity and some encouraging words, I come to Barbara's show. She um, uh, start calling my mother, encouraging her. They have a friendship now. My mother was alone in the house with nobody to talk to, and Barbara calls. She looks forward to Barbara's calls. She's helped Barbara. She's changed um, her life and brought, brought her back to God because she goes to church as just to fellowship. But now I hear her talking about praise God and she can't wait to go. And she wasn't doing that before. Uh, Barbara called her and encouraged her and just checked on her and stuff. So I just, that's my testimony that, uh, you know, anyone that uh, is going through it, um, it just it doesn't it doesn't have to be somebody you know. It could be a stranger. A stranger will give you encourage your word and love on you more than your own family. And so now, uh, 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 you know, I know I'm not delivered. I know it's still stuff I need to work on, but I'm not where I was two years ago. And I just praise God and thank Maryland for um, suggesting you know, being there for me all these years. And uh, and I, I, I thank God for you, Barbara, and your show. I mean, um, every every morning Amen. on your show, listening and trying to just stay focused and not to entertain the enemy and not to, trying to go down that road. And I, I just appreciate you, and I just thank you. Oh. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. And to, to piggyback off Yvonne, We've been friends since we were 13,
we're 50, in our 50s yeah. now. And uh, we've been yeah. friends. So I know her family. She knows my family. Um, yes, yes. We uh, went to church together. We got saved together. We did everything together, everything. And um, and when she told me what, what she was going through, I said, you know what? Evangelist Barbara. Evangelist Barbara. Evangelist Barbara, although she has a lot on her plate, a lot on her plate. She has like a, she's like an octopus, 18 arms. But she always finds time, especially yes. for someone hurting. She always finds time. And Yvonne, when she called me and said, I talked to Evangelist Barbara. I said, oh, you did? And she encouraged me. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And then I found out that Evangelist Barbara was calling Yvonne's mom. I'm like, Amen. what? Look at the extension. Amen. Oh, my Amen. goodness. Oh, Amen. my goodness. Yvonne has never met Evangelist Barbara. Never met her. Uh-uh. Never met her. But look oh. at the love of God through Evangelist yeah. Barbara. I'm yeah. so glad that to call her my yeah. sister, my friend, yes. my friend. Yeah. When I was going through, I didn't even know Evangelist Barbara at all. Just like you, Yvonne. I met her on the Internet, and um, I was really going through. Do you know that within three months, she hopped in her car from Florida and came to Georgia to my house? Mm. I could have been mm. a killer, a liar, anything. Mm. And she cleaned my house. She cooked for me. She ministered to me. And, I mean, mm. she never seems down. She's always upbeat, laughing, you know, singing, and just like positivity. You know that that changed my life, my world, my stance, my character. Hallelujah! I love her. I love Amen. Her. Amen. Amen. I mean, yeah. for, because of you, Barbara, uh, I, 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 the Lord put in my heart to do the same thing for, that you did to me, for me, for other people. Because yes. I don't know how much, how much I was, I was, I, I, I was so broken. Man. I mean, oh. I, just don't know, I, I didn't want to be here no more. I mean, I was in a bad way. Oh. I was bad. I, I, yes, I, I, know, baby. I was I confused. Know, baby. I didn't know what I to know. do. I know. I yeah. never experienced that much pain in my life. And, um, you know, like I said, when your family, that you've done everything for, therefore, uh, turns on you like that, I know. Like what I was said, I don't even know Barbara. Never seen her before, other than pictures. But she talked to me like she was sitting right in the same room with me, like she wasn't a stranger. Oh. She need in this yeah. day and age. You know, people so selfish, don't care about nobody but themselves, just trying to get money out of you, scamming you. For somebody show that much love for someone she never even talked to, other than uh, yeah. no, no, Maryland. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's God. Hallelujah. That's God. That's the closest to God. God. Okay, and it, it, it got me through. It got me yes. through. I wasn't yes. talking to nobody in church. Nobody was praying for me. I was always the one everybody came for prayer. I was always yes, the one right. everybody to pray right. for. I couldn't even pray for myself. What did you pour out? Hallelujah! You poured yeah, out. Yeah. Hallelujah!
versus the spirit of God. When we walk in our flesh, it's going to be hard. We're going to be troubled or we're going to be messed up. We, we'll, we'll backslide because we after the flesh. But if we remember the spirit of God, that God didn't, you know, he gave us power. He gave us love. He gave us a sound mind. And we just, at that moment, we got to work on making our mind up to walk in the spirit of God and to remember what his word says concerning me. I can't look at the person who did me wrong. What I got to do is quickly forgive them and move on in God. Flesh versus the spirit of God. Flesh versus the Holy Spirit. This is what we got to remember. If we can remember this, we can come out of this foolishness. Because all it is is a bunch of mess that the devil done cooked up and brought to us. And we bite into it and we eating from the pitiful table. You see, we eating pitiful uh, potato chips, drinking pitiful punch, got some pitiful cake and, and, and pitiful ice cream, which we don't need. The scripture says this, and this, this is God's promise to you. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Listen what his word says concerning you. Now, today, Looking back at your situation and where you're at, you can't tell me it's a lie because I know it to be the truth. Listen to this. I'm the head and not the tail, Yvonne. <laughs> he said, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. He didn't say the weapon wouldn't form, but he said it wouldn't get no bigger. What the plan was, it wouldn't go through. Did it not go through? No, it did not. No. Huh? No. God brought Yvonne. He got the last, Yvonne got the last word yeah. on all of that. Yeah. It won't be no more. It, that won't happen no more. God done fix that. And when he seals yeah. something, no man can unseal it. You can't open what he seals. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. What the blessing is, Barbara, and what the blessing is, I didn't have to do nothing to do to change it. Everything happened on, on on its own without me even having to be a part of it. That was the blessing. Amen. I, yes. I was trying to figure Yvonne, out how you were going to do it. What happened? Yeah, he said it in the beginning, but you were so hyped, you couldn't hear all yeah. he had to say. Right. It, it, it was like, that's impossible, Barbara. You want me to believe that? Barbara, that's impossible. With God, all things are possible. With man, things are impossible. I got to get over here. We 13 minutes over the time, but I have enjoyed this today. So good to hear from you, Mari. So good to hear from you, Yvonne. Y'all have a blessed day. Everybody have a blessed day. And a matter of fact, I got to call Margaret later on today and check on her. Let's pray right quick. Yes. Yes. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for all you've done here today. Thank you for the encouragement. Thank you for my brothers and sisters in Christ coming together in celebration of 12 years of what you've done. Couldn't have done it without you. I'm truly just a simple vessel, nothing more. Without you, I can do nothing. And God, I thank you. And I thank you for every caller, every listener, those come through the podcast and the archives. I give you glory. I give you honor and praise. Thank you for these men that have supported me over the years, been there for me, God. Thank you for Sister Mira Ann. Thank you for Sion and Dorothy Goodman and Jerry God. Right there, right there. Thank you for my friend Thelma, my good old friend Thelma. Oh, yeah, we go way back, been a long time. And, Lord, you'll bring her back. And, God, you'll use her to bless me, and I thank you for her. Thank you, Lord, for every gift and celebration of 12 years. Thank you, Lord. I give you glory every phone call. 
every testimony. God, I give you glory. As we depart today, Father, bless our going out and bless our coming in. Meet the need in our lives today according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Cover your people in your blood today. In the name of Jesus, lose your protecting angels, Father, to stand watch, to shield and protect. Keep us all from all hurt, harm, or danger. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We give you glory, honor, and praise. And Father, we ask it all again in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another. In the name of Jesus, go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today, August the 17, 2022, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And remember, whatever you're going through today, it's only temporary. It won't last forever. Yeah, it's only temporary. Trust God today. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye, and we're going to the last song of the morning.
Nobody great. 